And there's a previously unreleased Motown track from Carolyn Crawford called Until You Came Along. Came out as part of a double CD called A Cellar Full of Motown in 2002. And live on the phone from Detroit, the lady herself, Carolyn Crawford. Welcome to Radio Newark. Welcome to England. Thank you very much. All right, so it's a pleasure to have you on. So um, you started singing at a very early age, didn't you? I mean, um, were your roots in, in church? Yeah. And uh, actually, my roots are in the womb. So um, right. I come out, had to come out singing. singing, and yeah, yeah. And then uh, my mother said I used to um, bam on the uh, window seal, right? And she never stopped me from doing. She just tell me I would be bamming on the window seal, just singing, and she'd tell me to calm it down a little bit. But she was always behind me one hundred percent, so I can't complain about that. Fantastic! No, it's it's good. Yeah, but I was singing, and then I went on in to church and and um, as a young girl, and then I um sing in the, the young adult choir and then I wind up um, playing the piano a little bit. I don't oh, play wow. that well, but I played piano and we got to play for the youth choir. Yeah. And yeah, did that. You see, that's really difficult for me because piano playing, I, I'm no piano player, I'm a tuba player, but uh, your right hand and your left hand and your right eye and your left eye are doing different things at the same time. So uh, I'll take my hat off to anyone yeah. who can play piano, that's fantastic. Anyway, you entered a yeah. um, you entered a talent competition in th- uh, when you were age just thirteen and won it. Tell me about that. Yeah, well, um, it was sponsored by Motown and um, Tip Top Bread, WCHV radio station. Yeah, and so you had to um, you had to go where their interviews were and uh, put your voice on tape. Yeah. And then they would put those songs on the radio during the weekend. The audience. Oh wow! Was it a public vote? vote. Then? Was it a public vote? A public phoning? Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Which song they did you choose to sing? Um, the first one was uh, "Operator" by Mary Wells. Right. She's my, she's my favorite. Nice choice. And then I, um, when I entered the contest, I still chose a Mary Wells song. It was "Laughing Boy," mm-hmm. and I, um, I wrote another verse to it. I didn't know at that time that Barry Gordy was going to be one of the judges. Yeah. He was one of the judges, Barry Gordy, Dorothy Ashby. There's one more person, I don't know who that was. Now, I found out uh, a couple of weeks ago, we, Joe Pep Harris and myself and Rodman of the uh, Vandellas did an interview with Brenda Perryman here. Right. And I found out that that same contest had been going on for quite some time, but it was going on in the school. Okay. And so I won the first talent, WCHB talent contest at the Fox Theater, the very first one that wow. they decided to give at the theater. That's the one I, I won. Fantastic. Yeah. And at the tender age of 13 as well, just 13 years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's no big deal. He really? won was when, he, when he's 12, when he started out with... Um, uh, yeah, I suppose so. I suppose you've got a point. Yeah. But, I mean, um, was, yeah. it, was it not daunting standing up? Um, well, you would have to give a, a public performance. Uh, with Barry Gordy in the audience, was it not daunting for a young I girl? I didn't know he was in the audience. Oh, that I helps. didn't know he was <laughs> that in helps. the audience. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I, when I wrote, I wrote the extra verse, The Laughing Boy, mm-hmm. and I played the piano. I banged on the piano. I did not know he was one of the judges. I didn't find that out until after the contest was over. Right. I had no idea who were the who were the judges. So it was exciting 
um, after I found out that he was in the audience and he sat there and listened to me add another verse mm -hmm. to one of the tunes that he was very well familiar with. Yeah, so that was that was that was nice. And he gave you a recording contract, didn't he? There and then. That was the prize. Fantastic. Was, um, four year contract with Motown. Yeah. Five hundred dollars and a lodging watch. That wow. was the prize. Wow. But I mean, you uh, you, you brought yeah. you you came along to Motown with um, a, a lot of songs, your own compositions. You've been writing um, the lyrics and music for a long time, haven't you? You got several. In fact, your first single was um, a, a track that you wrote you wrote yourself, didn't you? Forget about me. That's exactly right. You are right. Wow. Okay, let's have a listen. I, uh, when I got a chance to speak with Barry before then he came to my home uh -huh. where my mom and I were because he wanted to know something about me what my life was about where I come from mm -hmm. and um, then when he invited us up to the studio my mom and I um, I asked him was it possible that I could write my first song Yeah. and he asked me could I write and I said well I think so <laughs> so he said well bring bring your stuff in and let me listen to it right. so ironically enough he listened to it and my very first tune was one of the ones I wrote mm -hmm. he didn't um, I want to say this he didn't change anything any lyrics any music he changed absolutely nothing wow all he did was put put a beginning he put that on the beginning and he put the background to it uh -huh. but he did not mess with the tunes not one way or the other wow. and I'll Come Running which was mine also on the back of yeah. um, My Smile is Just a Frown turned upside down he yeah. allowed me to go in the, go in the studio and um, play the piano mm -hmm. with um, uh, Robert White James Jamerson Benny Benjamin Ivy Hunter alright yeah and Bongo Eddie he allowed me to go in the studio with them and we did our live recording and he let me play the piano and the tambourine and he didn't change anything on that either wow. not one iota and I appreciate that I, I don't think um, anybody who's had a song or written a song they don't want people messing with it no. I think this ought to be here I think that you know and my point is well, why don't you just write the song yourself <laughs> you know if you're gonna do all that yeah but he didn't do that, and I really appreciate that. Then my my last recording, it wasn't my last recording, but the last one before my contract was up, yep. was When Someone's Good to You. Oh, now, right. he wrote that mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, he wrote that for me. So I got a chance to sing that song. Um, that was his composition. Great. And I got a chance to sing that for him. Yeah. Now, I, I, I think it was great too yeah it is very nice um i'd like you to tell me about the night that you recorded forget about me because this is just such a magical story you're 13 years old it's the evening before your 14th birthday take tell me about that mm -mm, it's the evening of my birthday right mm -mm, it's the evening of my birthday so the clock strikes it's midnight. the day that i turned 14 <laughs> no it was the day that i turned 14 yeah and he sent a limo for me yeah. at midnight. Fantastic. And my sister was visiting from Ohio at that time, so she went with me. My mom stayed home. And we were back home by 3 a.m. in the morning. So yeah. it didn't take us all night. 
We weren't there all night, uh-huh. and we did what we were going to do, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I turned 14. Um, it was that that night, 12 midnight. It was even 12 midnight. I think I had already turned 14 yep. because 12 midnight, yeah, I was. it was the next day. So on my birthday, he sent for me. Yeah. And, and the guys, so limo turns up, you and your sister get in the car, you cut the record, the guys are waiting for you in the studio in the early hours of the morning, you cut the record and home again for four in the morning. Fantastic. Three. Three, three. in the morning. We were home by three. <laughs> no, it didn't take us long at all. So actually, the limo came and got us at 12. We were there by 12.30. Yeah. So from 12.30 to 2.30 is how long, two hours, and I was back home at 3 a.m., Wow. So it only took us two hours to do that song. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, mo- the motor. And I have a witness to that, Dr. <laughs> Ed Wolf- Wolfram. He was the engineer. All right. Um, he was the engineer for the first record, so he was there and he could witness that. Mm. Yeah. Another one of your Motown cuts was this great track called I'll Come Running. But the guys at Motown did pretty much used to work around the clock, didn't they? What was it like to be a part of the Motown family? Because, I mean, mm. ev- every- everybody did. Didn't they all have a... Um, they all contributed wherever they could? I mean, Martha Reeves was uh, Mickey Stevenson's secretary. Uh, sorry, personal assistant. Um, I don't know. What, what Was it a close-knit community, or was there a core and an outer? Or would you rather well, not say? Well, they tell me. I mean, I was a young girl, you yeah. know, and I was still in school. Mm-hmm. So um, I would go up there on occasion when they would call. And sometimes I would just go. My mom would let me go in the daytime. Yeah. Because after all, I still had restrictions. I was still in school. Yeah. So um, I didn't know much about the intimacy at that time. I learned a lot later on through the years. I didn't know a whole lot about it at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You made some lovely music at Motown. Here's one of my favourites. This is My Smile is Just a Frown Turned Upside Down. If you should see me and I'm smiling And so you decided to leave Motown in 1967. That's when my contract was up. Yeah, and you relocated to Philadelphia, I think. Did, did, you fa- did your family at, move to Philly? Not at that time. Not at that time. Um, I spent some time um, just doing local things. Okay. And then I went out to California. Really? I didn't know with, that. Um, Mickey Stevenson. Oh, right. And He's... became a part of a group called Hodges Dane Smith, and I became Crawford. Yeah. And then um, after coming home from there... Well, can we just talk about that? Because um, you've got some... Back, can, can we just talk about your time in Hodges, James Smith and Crawford? Because um, uh, there's a, a couple of really nice singles that, that you're on there. Uh, I'm in Love, written by Ronnie McNair. Beautiful track. OK, let's have a listen. In fact, Ronnie McNair was another young man that, um, that won a ca- talent contest, wasn't he, in Detroit? So, did you ever get to meet him? Did he write it? I believe it? he did. You got to talk. Me and Ronnie talked about it, but I can't remember. I, but I believe he did. Mm. Yes, I believe he did. Mm. Mm-hmm. Lovely. So, um, I think you were with only with um, Hodges, James Smith, and Crawford for two years. Was it eighteen months or so? And then, 
And then you got the call uh, for Philadelphia. About... No, I didn't get the call for Philadelphia. I went on my own. All right. I was um, I was working in Los Angeles with the group, and we were doing background for Charo Kugat. Okay. Do you know her? No, no, I don't. Do you know Charo Kugat? No, but I will after this. Let's look her up. Did you know about Xavier? Xavier Kugat, which, <sighs> which man? He was married to Carmen Miranda. Oh, right, yes. remember I've, Carmen yes, Miranda? Yes, The lady with the pineapple on okay, her head. Okay, well, Charo, Charo was his younger wife. Oh, right. And um, we did background for her. We did a lot of... Uh, Oh, uh, we I don't know what the circuit you would call that, but we did a lot of the, mm-hmm. the big um, um, the Saharas and things like that. We did that. We were with her for ooh, maybe two or three years. Okay. And then um, after coming back home, I decided um, from, from that was all during the Mickey Stevenson time. Mm-hmm. And I decided that I wanted to stretch out some, so I went to Philly International on my own. All right. I took a plane, and I went there. On this particular day, they weren't there. Gamble or Huff weren't there. The girls said they were coming in, but they didn't come in. Okay. So I stayed. I went down the street to the restaurant, had lunch, and came back, and they still didn't come in. So I left a little disappointed, but I left my telephone number. And within a week... Leon Huff called. Yeah. Or was I excited? He said, come back. <laughs> ah, it's lucky for you he did because you recorded this great modern soul tune. So I went back. I did recorded 14 tunes yeah. with them, but there was a personal discrepancy that caused me to okay. have to uh, leave Philly International, okay. I won't go into, but no. that's the way it was, yeah. yeah. So things happen, but I have all those those tunes from them, I had a good time while I was there. Do you still have and, copies um, of the unreleased tunes? I think you... Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you still have copies? What of, did you say? Do you have any copies of the unreleased material? Because that would be well sought after at the moment. Do you have? Do I have. Uh, I have reel to reels on them. Yeah. Um, wow. We'll, we'll talk after but, this interview. But there's a lot of stuff that's already out. Did you know that? Um, well, I know. I the, mean, there's a lot of stuff that's already out. The, the, plenty. If well, you move, you lose. If you move, you lose. Was re-released by. Just got to be more careful. Mm. Yeah. Just got to be more careful. There's a lot of things that they already. It takes two to make one. Yeah. There's a lot of things that was out there already. Just got to be more careful is another lovely track. So um, you left uh, Philadelphia International uh, about 1975, I think, 76, and started singing with a Detroit group called Chapter 8. Let me see. Yeah, I guess you're right. Somewhere <laughs> around in there. Yeah. Did you Yeah. Did you ever record anything with Chapter 8, or was it just touring and, and performances? No, I didn't, record, I didn't record with them. Anita Baker, she took my place, and that's when they started to record. Right. When she was with them. I was okay with it. I mean, I wasn't sad about it or anything. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But one of the good things to come out of um, Philadelphia, one of the other good things to come out of Philadelphia time, was that uh, you started working with Hamilton Bohannon, didn't you? Not out of Philadelphia. 
All right. No, 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 no. Uh, Bohannon caught me in Detroit. Oh. At a club called Henry's Palace. Oh, right. Henry's Palace. See, that's why we have these interviews, so we can get these things straight. Absolutely. Mm. Um, Henry's Palace, I was doing a solo, solo gig, and he came backstage after the gig and said he really liked my voice, mm -hmm. and he wanted to, me to travel with him and to do some recording with him. Right. So, actually, actually, we got to get the timing right, um, because... I, the first gig I had with Bohannon was New Year's Eve 1974. Oh, okay. And, and so, Chapter 8, I'm trying to see where they were in that, because Chapter 8 was before I think their debut LP Bohannon. was 78, yeah. Uh, their debut LP was 1978, with Anita Baker singing. Um, yeah, and uh, I was with Bohannon. The first gig I did with him was New Year's Eve 1974. Right. So I'm really not sure what year Chapter Eight. I, I'm not sure, okay. but they were before Bohannon. Right. But but Bohannon they were before Bohannon. Bohannon took you to Mercury, didn't he? Took you to Mercury Records. You released well, two solo think, LPs. I'm not sure where he was. I'm not sure where he was before then. I'm not. I'm not sure. I didn't follow Bohannon's career, so I'm not sure where he was before then. But I know that. Um, everything that he did on me was through Mercury Records. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure about Bohannon, um, uh -huh. what he did before then. One of the songs you cut with Hamilton Bohannon was Coming On Strong, taken from your debut LP on Mercury. My name is Caroline. Let's have a listen. But you, mm -hmm. you released two LPs on the Mercury label. Uh, my name is Caroline. That's why is that? Why the change in spelling to your to your Christian name? Because you'd always been known as Caroline before. Was that um, something led by the record uh, company or? No, I don't allow them to do those things to me. I know that a lot of people um, they sign contracts where that 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 is one thing. Let me let me go back. Let me go back to Barry Gordy. Okay. Let me go so we can get something straight. When mm -hmm. I first went to him up at the studio, my mom and I, uh, when I asked him could I write my songs, and he said, yeah, bring them in, there were two more things that I asked of him. Mm -hmm. I asked him not to change my name, mm -hmm. and he said that he think that that would be okay. I also asked him if I could be on the Motown label. I didn't want to be on Tamla, VIP, mm -hmm. Soul, or Gordy. I wanted to be on the label with the big blue M. Yeah. And so, even though I'm not a megastar, I have some very precious things that were allowed to me, and those are the three things. I got a chance to write some songs there. Mm -hmm. uh, he didn't change my name, and I was on the Motown label. Lovely. So, I'm very happy about all of that. Yeah. So, as we get down to Caroline, there's a song on Bohannon, uh, summertime groove called me and the gang are you familiar I, I don't know very much about his work i'm afraid okay well me and the gang where everyone was saying their name hi mm -hmm. i I'm lorenzo they okay. call me mr rhythm all right i'm leroy they call me leroy have you heard that you haven't heard that no, no but it sounds very similar to the floaters float on doesn't it but anyway sorry carry on uh, no 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 
So you have to go and check this one out. This is going to go ahead and call me that in next. the game. All right, here it is then, featuring Carolyn Crawford. This is Hamilton Bohannon's Me and the Gang. And anyway, they were already in the studio when he picked me up at the airport. Okay. So when I got there, the song was already in progress. And he said, I want you to just say your name and do this little part right here. You know, in my mind. So my my name is Carolyn didn't fit. It just didn't fit the uh, the music, the rhythm. It didn't fit it. Mm. So in my mind, I said, my, my, my name is Caroline. And that, that was the punch. So when we did it again, I did my my name is Caroline, and so that's when Caroline was born right. from that song there, me and the game. Actually, I did a song at Philly International where I used my name Caroline. Okay. I didn't particularly care for that, but it came in fruition when we did me and the game with Bohannon. So that's where that came from. All right. Through the seventies, you were still writing songs. Also, you you wrote for other people, didn't? Did you write? You wrote a couple of songs at BB King up at five a.m. Teddy Pendergrass, just because you're mine. What a record! No, not BB King. Not BB King. You didn't do BB King. Teddy Pendergrass. I wrote. No, I didn't do anything for BB King. I did um, just because you're mine for Teddy Pendergrass. Mm -hmm. I had to share writers with McFadden and Whitehead for seven words. Right. There were seven words um, that I got stuck with, yeah. and I played them for Gene McFadden yeah. while I was up there. And I said, "Hey, what do you, what do you hear right here?" And um, so those seven words cost me uh, half of, of my tune. I had to yeah. play half of my tune. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but did, did you write but those? Are all my lyrics, all my music, all my everything for him. Right. Did, did and you... he did it just the way that he heard it on the uh, reel to reel he right. didn't change nothing except when he got to the end he stretched out and did Teddy the way that he does which he should have <laughs> yeah. done yeah, but as far as the meat of the song he did it just the way he heard it and I was so happy about that he didn't he was another person didn't change any words any nothing he didn't change none of that yeah. he kept everything just the way it was yeah, yeah. I, I appreciated that so did and you, he sound good on it too. yeah definitely did you write it specifically for Teddy yes have of course have you heard it yeah Beautiful no, time. I did not. No, I did not write it specifically for him. It was a part of tunes that I had. Yeah. And like I said, like I said, when um, I asked Gene McFadden to listen to this, I said, I'm stuck right here. Do you? What do you hear? There was nobody in mind for that tune. Right. And um, he heard something. So seven words is what it cost me. And they yeah. decided that Teddy was one to sing it and that's how he got it yeah i see it's a beautiful tune I love you Can't you see 
say that there's no other that could ever take your place. Just have a little faith. And there's Hamilton Bohannon featuring Carolyn Crawford with a big dance hit from 1978 called Let's Start the Dance. And Carolyn Crawford is my studio guest this evening. Um, well, through the early 80s then, you went on to uh, be lead vocalist with Hamilton Bohannon, didn't you? I mean, uh, a big, big single, Let's Start the Dance. Way, oh, that was in 1978. All right. Like I said, you're missing some parts, Katie. I started with him in... 1974 so I started recording with him on the foot stump and music there's some other things that I'm on with him long before let's start the dance okay 
And let's start the dance was the big hit for him and I together. Mm-hmm. But Bohannon, I was on vocals, backup vocals with him long before 1978. There were four years of backup vocals. Right. I started with him New Year's Eve, 1974. Mm. And uh, let's start the dance was 1978. Right. Not the, not the 80s. Okay. 1978. Stand corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, the, let's start the dance was featured along with my good friend Treaty Womack who's a part of Brainstorm mm-hmm, yeah. in studio along with Billy Towards it's in that it's in that yeah 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 I'm Belita she passed away Belita yeah, and I no, was bless friend her. too but um, it was in Studio 54 oh wow that's, uh, that song is in there oh, yeah lovely. both of the songs are in there Loving is Real in My Game yeah. and Let's Start to Dance both Great. of those songs are in Studio 54, studio 54. Tracks, yeah. you watched that movie right I've never seen the film but I talked to Ray Caviano quite a lot oh so, uh, oh, okay. Uh, I know quite a bit about it. It would have been wonderful. And Paradise Garage as well. I would have loved to have gone there. But I was oh, just a pop. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was just a pop. Anyway, here's another of your tracks with Hamilton Bohannon. Taken from his debut LP, this is Can You Feel It? You met Ian Levine. Yep. Tell me about him. Mm-hmm. What about him? Well, he started recording for what him. You, want to know? you you uh, released um, a, a track, Timeless, on his Motor City label. You were working well, as a backing singer as well. Let me go back. Let me go back. <laughs> let me go back. Ian Levine came to the United States and he gathered up a bunch of people mm-hmm. that he wanted to do his project on. That's yeah. how this got started. Mm-hmm. And he gathered up people that we thought were dead, <laughs> like. Um, uh, Billy of the Contours. We thought he was dead. Yeah, we didn't know. He, he he gathered up all these people. He gave them all these promises, and he did all. And he knows it. So I'm not telling you nothing. He doesn't know. Mm. This is where our relationship started. It, Ian Levine had a project. Yeah, and he came to the state and gathered up all these people, and he did recordings here. Timeless was recorded here okay. in Detroit at United Sound Studio. Right. That's where that was recorded. That you know, along with many, 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 many other things and many, many other people. Mm-hmm. Jim West, a whole bunch of people were yeah. done here. Then when we did a tour in um uh, was it nineteen eighty or whenever we did that tour with Gene Linda, Sherry of the Supreme, right, Mark Johnson, Kim Weston, Sarita Wright, and um the Eldons and myself, we had a twenty eight day tour and we had to take two days out of that 28-day tour and record some stuff over there. Right. So then that's when hip, hip, no, 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 hypnotized got recorded here. Most of that stuff was recorded here. Okay. I can't, I can't remember hmm. much of what got recorded over there, but most of that stuff got recorded here at United Sound. That's where it was done, and that's how that relationship came about with Ian Levine. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the tracks from the Levine sessions was a song called Timeless. Uh, your cover of Linda Jones's George Kerpen track, Hypnotized. 
after that, in recent years, you've got into acting, haven't you? TV acting. And uh, motion film as well. You were in Coraline. Uh, you are in a TV series, Leverage. No, no, no. That's another Carolyn Crawford. That's Ouch. not me. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I don't know who that is. And as a matter of fact, I was just told last week that it seemed very odd because most of the, all the, uh, the characters and the people in that movie are British. And they couldn't understand how I got into that. Mm. But um, it's being, um, that's social media. Right. So that's uh, something that got out by social media. No, um, the little bit of acting I did um, were stage plays. And um, um, I forget that one I did with that gentleman who passed away. Um, but it wasn't Coraline. And um, there weren't any TV shows. So okay. those are mistakes. That's the wrong Carolyn Crawford. Right, okay. And that's that. not me. That's right. not me. Yeah, so no, 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 don't apologize. That's, that's another Carolyn Crawford, but not me. And um, it's good that we're both getting some action off of it. She's getting action off of me, and I'm getting action yeah. off of her. That's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Bringing us up to date then, you're about to uh, come to the UK. You're, head mm -hmm. you're headlining this year's Cleethorpe Soul Weekender. Along with oh, well, um, along with Willie Jones, Willie Jones, yeah, along with Willie mm -hmm. Jones, lovely. Are you looking forward to that? Oh, are you coming? I will be. Yeah. Are you coming? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, I hope to um, say hello and share a coffee with you when you get there, because uh, Cleethorpes is always a well attended, oh, sure. a well attended event. And as you say, you've got a big fan base over here, so you must be quite excited. That's what I hear. Yeah. And the plenty to be excited about with songs like this, taken from your 1979 LP, Nice and Soulful. This is I'll Be Here for You. <laughs> Are you able to choose your own songs? The reason I ask is that I was... Um, I will choose. I'm choosing every song. Excellent. Excellent. Every song that I'm singing is of my choice. Excellent. Because I was speaking to Dee Dee Sharp, and she was disappointed when she played Blackpool a couple of years ago because they told her what songs she got to sing. And she says, but I've got all this other catalogue. And they says, no, you're, if you're coming, no. you're singing this. And I thought that was such a shame. No. So I'm yeah. pleased that you're able to I choose... Can, they can ask me... They can ask me to include a song, which um, uh, Phil did. He yeah. did ask me. It's too soon that he asked me to include, but it's okay because they're Motown tunes. I don't care. But I chose, um, uh, there's nine tunes, and I chose seven of those nine. Excellent. Great. And who are you Phil, being? I like Phil. I like Phil. I've never met him. I've chatted with him on, on the internet, but I've never met him yet. But I'll show you soon. I really like him. I don't, I don't know what other relationship people have, but I like him. He's... Um, He's easy to get along with, and I don't cause him any trouble, so we get along just fine. Nice personality. He has a very nice personality, and he's a, he's a very nice person, really. He really is. Lovely. As I say, I look forward to meeting you both in, uh, in Cleethorpes in June. Caroline, thank you very much for um, giving me the interview this evening. Well, Amy, if there's anything else that you think of, you're welcome to call me back. Just text me, and we'll see when we can get back together maybe there's something you didn't you didn't get or Th you didn't ask me or didn't Thank think you very about much. Or something that'd be great i'll send you a, okay, I'll send so you a link i gotta say hi to everybody <laughs> yeah absolutely i gotta say hi to hi everybody hi i'm coming over there to what is it cleo cleethorpes clee whatever cleethorpes june 8th yeah i'm on show june 8th and i hope to see everybody all my fans and all the people who don't know me come out
see the show. Absolutely. That's uh, myself the... with Willie Jones. Yeah. Yes. And that's going to be at the 60s weekender at Cleethorpe's Caravan Park. And um, it's uh, the 27th year that it's been going. It's an institution. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that on the thing. Yeah, that's nice. That's really nice. Lovely. Well, right. thank you, AD. I appreciate you knowing um, there are some things. Check them, check them out. Check out me and the gang. Well, and um, a few things. But I so appreciate you knowing some things yeah. I mean, um, to ask me. I so appreciate it. So, are you performing anywhere before Cleethorpes? I'm going out with Bone Hannon um, on um, April 25th. Mm -hmm. We're going to do the Morehouse College here All right. in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, we'll be there. And also, Miss Treaty Womack is going to be with, with us also. She's playing Kumbas Lovely. on that gig. Mm -hmm. So, we get a chance to do that. We don't travel much. We're all getting older now, you know, so <laughs> Tell we do the can. Yeah. 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 Great. Any, any time here. Just give me a buzz. If you need something, you need to know something, you something, get, like I said, just text me and we'll work it out. Okay. Smashing. Enjoy the rest of your day. Okay. Thanks, Carolyn. Oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> Good night. Hope to see you when I get there now. Yeah. See you okay. when I get there. Bye. Okay, hon. Bye-bye. Right. I'm going to play out now with a track from Carolyn's 1990 CD called Heartaches. This is on Motor City Records, and it's a lovely interpretation of The Temptations, Since I Lost My Baby. But before I do, just got a quick plea from Caroline, bless her. Um, in the 60s, she used to talk to a chap, a, a pen pal, an Englishman called Les Forshaw. If anybody knows anyone called Les Forshaw that would have been a, a pen pal in the mid-60s and uh, then went to see her when she appeared at Birmingham as part of the Motown show, then uh, please get in touch with me here at ady, ady at shinel.co.uk and I will pass your details on. Mm -hmm. 